For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Earhart's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NK1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. You know, we got to think of an opening. Oh, the, the, don't they play something before we go on? I, they play something. The big voice guy? something, you know, hand stuff. and I mean, uh, okay. there, there are definite, what, signals for this. Yeah. What we get are what, Sicilian hand gestures. Right. Which I Somebody think doing jumping so jacks off screen. How about we come on and live long and prosper? <laughs> that, that's been done. Your advertisement yeah. here. Hey, I want to <laughs> ask you something. Now... Uh, just for the heck of it, if and this, there's no trick here at all. If I say thank you, Bob, for being here today, what would you likely say in return? Oh, it's my pleasure, Jim. Okay, that's not what I had in mind. No, no, no. no. The, the reason is some people would say no problem. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much a part of the vernacular. Yeah, yeah. So here's here's the story. University of Michigan or Michigan State University has ordered that no one on the campus says no problem to uh, other people. As, as a response. As a response. Huh. Now, the reason is, uh, it was in a presentation they called inclusive and culturally sensitive service. An official said saying no problem is a trigger that could lead a person to believe that they could have a problem. <laughs> who, who thinks up this? Who thinks up this stuff? Well, glad to be here, and I'm glad it's not a problem. Oh man! I, so, so what else is going on? It could be on? a problem, but it's I, not. I, uh, <laughs> I uh, had mentioned something this morning, and uh, you know when we were communicating, yes. and. Uh, you peaked. Oh, is this what you the the uh, the shaming? Yeah, thing? the shaming. You, you now, peaked our interest here. Yeah, I got everybody talking about this. I said one of the things we talk about is now uh, what skivvy shaming. Right. Yeah. Now we've we had have fat shaming. We've had uh, food shaming. Food shaming. We had we sweat had, shaming last week. We right. got size shaming. We right. got uh, ethnic shaming. We got all kind of. I mean, fart shaming right. for somebody who does something naughty on a and now, crowded elevator, and, and now, everybody points and says, "Yeah." <laughs> Uh, but now we have skivvy shaming. Here, here's the story. This is, I get this from a magazine called The Week. It says, a new survey shows that 45% of Americans admit to having worn the same pair of underwear for two consecutive days or more. 13% <laughs> have not changed their underwear in a week. Okay. So, uh, and I imagine uh, there are people, there's the, the risk is run there. That it could get a little gamey, and somebody could say, "Ew," right, and that would be shaming. Well, I guess you have so to don't wait, do that. Wait, wait until it happens. Yeah, but, uh, but I want to know who are the people that are actually disclosing that they have changed their underwear for multiple days. I have no idea, but it's amazing now the information you get from <laughs> probably online because you know they mine for information, and right. people are prone to sit there. Uh, right. With an online survey, and they think that uh, well, it's just between me and the survey. They don't right. realize this is going everywhere. You mean people are 
I guess people are doing the sniff test, right? Well, this this <laughs> you, you, <laughs> smells you, good to me. You can do Let's it. give but, it another no, day. But but the lesson here is, if you want to be politically correct, and of course we all do. Right. No one wants to violate the no. uh, the new the new order. And so, if somebody is getting so gamey that you have trouble getting near them, okay. Can, can, well, you see, anybody who rides a subway during rush hour would agree with this survey. <laughs> there's, there's no question about it. Well, there's no wonder reasons that people go commando, so they don't have to deal with the shaming thing. Go commando? Yeah. What's that? No skivvies. Oh. So you don't have to change every well, day. Well, then, then I would say they probably don't bathe either. Because <laughs> <laughs> what would be the point? <laughs> You're back to the same thing. Right. Hey, there we go. Bath shaming. <laughs> Oh, God. So what's going on here in the Great Garden State of New Jersey? Hot? Still. Yeah, a little bit. Tropical. Yeah. We got the uh, approaching remnants of the hurricane going off the coast. Yeah, this is a Thursday, and I think it's expected to, what, tomorrow? We should Tomorrow, yeah, effect. that'll be the, the heaviest weather day. Yeah. A lot of, lot of uh, swells and things like that. But I don't know about you, but it's like, you know, the modern technology of forecasting is great, but people along the coastline have just got to probably be exhausted by all of the hurricane. I mean, it's that, that storm, Dorian, oh. ran so slowly over the Bahamas, just wreaked havoc. That, that's a terrible but, thing. But yeah, that, that's horrible, but it's like the storm has gone so slowly, and it's been on you know people's radar for the last eight to ten days now. People have been talking about it along, you know, for several states. It's been to number one topic. We had two stories this week that pointed out something to me which is the most disgusting uh, part of media right now and that is when you are looking online you're getting your news online and you see a story and if you can click on the major stories they have you get the story maybe a visual but then they'll have also extra visuals you know videos or what, what have you and if you click on them to get more information you have to sit through a 30-second commercial yes and some of this stuff, th this has been getting my goat for years. A lot of stuff I don't watch, I can't, because I can't sit there doing that. You had two big stories. One is the 35 people who were killed in that terrible boat accident. Oh, my gosh, yeah. In San Francisco. We still don't know the, the, uh, about that. And the other one uh, was, of course, the, the devastation of the Bahamas. Yes. And I thought, okay, I'd like to see a little bit more about that. I, I want to see. And so I went, first of all, I think it was right after the boat accident happened. How, about, how could I get more detail? Well, first comes up, I have to sit there for 30 seconds while some stupid people are dancing around selling some air guitar video game. And then you go to 35 people dying. What the hell sort of indecency causes greed to that extent how much is somebody making on that commercial that that sort of under in your it's mind all, it undercuts then the same thing yeah. that happened with the bahama uh thing i'm gonna i'm gonna watch some they say you know click here devastation yeah. i click and all of a sudden hemorrhoid sufferers here's proof right i the hell with you some hemorrhoid sufferers you know that's <laughs> the, the, there are people who died this is devastation yeah. and you see that all the time they'll have the most frivolous stuff. Cars, especially, notably, because I guess a lot of this is locally done. But you want to click on a terrible tragedy, and it's set up. Mm -hmm. Now, you can imagine people watching that. The mind gets into the set of the never, again, never to be surpassed great cars, end of the season car sale. And then you go into the tragedy. Well, it undercuts that. The, uh, my 
worst experience with that was going back a few years. Remember, they had this terrible story of the, uh, uh, what is it, the ISIS, the Islamic group. Mm -hmm. I believe it was in Libya. They were beheading Christians. Right. And they had them all paraded out on the beach. I mean, right. how much horrible can something get? And yet, when I clicked on that to see, I, and I didn't want to watch it. God knows I didn't want to see that. But just as a matter of information, I, I wanted some background on it. So I clicked on a story on it. Here they come. A bunch of idiots out there dancing mm -hmm. around in fruit costumes or something. And mm -hmm. then you're going to one of the most horrible atrocities. Anyway, got it off my chest. Mm. On my head, I forgot. I didn't forget the grip hat I have it. Oh, you got it? I think I'm going to retire the grip hat as one of those great ideas of man that never quite happened. Like, you know, love thy neighbor and peace on earth. Get rid of incumbent politicians. I think, I think you these immortal things. I think you made some inroads with that, uh, you know, program and that campaign. But uh, just unfortunate that it didn't go nationwide because I think you, you were onto something. Well, it, it wouldn't make any difference really, um, because see, I I don't know if it's an epiphany or not, but uh, we tend to talk about these things and the terrible things that are being done to us and how our lives are being what certainly lessened by the activities in the world and you wonder just where all this is going and it, it's a tendency to get upset with people why the apathy the scream apathy you're apathetic Thomas Jefferson said all it needs for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing and good people are doing nothing why well it occurred to me because eventually I had to ask myself what am I doing other than wearing a hat that says, get rid of incumbent politicians. So you're, you're doing a little something. You're trying to keep these things alive. Now you're voting. But, you're, you're doing your part. Right? But the point is that I think people feel helpless. I this is the problem. And, and everybody can, can fire right back. And I could tell you, and probably will this morning, some real atrocious things that are going on that do concern you. One, really, uh, that I will get into here is going on right now. And there is a possibility that because of the actions of a political leader there could be more people die than were killed by Hitler and Mao Zedong and wow. Stalin really uh, more people could die as a result of that uh, but anyway I'll, I'll get to that but then you have to say what but what can I do and I don't have the answer to that you know you say no. go vote for whom Tweedledum or Tweedledee yeah, that's true. <laughs> is what happens oh it's back to the hat quickly so I'm wearing a Porsche hat today. It's one of your favorite vehicles. Well, right? it, it's 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 in memoriam too to my Boxster. See, uh, times got the hard. Silver, the silver one. Time, yeah, times are hard. I'm down to one Porsche, and uh, <laughs> sometimes it's pointed in the wrong direction. Is that first world or second world problems? <laughs> <laughs> no, but but the the thing is, I had this beautiful Boxster, uh, silver Boxster. You you saw the. Oh, car. it's a beaut. It was destroyed by. Mice. That's, that, that's a crazy story, Tom. Uh, and people, I talk about that, and people say, yeah, I had that happen with a squirrel, but not mice. What happened uh, with the car that I'm, I'm told is best I could figure out? In Stuttgart, where the car was made, they put in the uh, wiring harnesses and the wiring. They rub cornmeal on it to make it slide uh. easier. And then when it gets here and it sits out covered in the yard, the uh, mice discover the... They sniff cornmeal and, and say, done it. some chewing in the wiring. Oof. This was in and out of shops. One, a dealer uh, with a person, a mechanic that I really respected. He, they had that for four months trying to figure out why you're riding down the street and all of a sudden all the lights start flashing and the engine cuts out. Mm. 
That's a little dangerous thing. Oh, yeah. And they could never find it. So finally, I fortunately ran into a, a German mechanic who said, oh, I can fix it. So he bought it from me. And yeah, it took a took a little bit of a licking, but at least something there. Right. Didn't didn't just have this beautiful hunk of metal sitting out there being devoured slowly by mice. <laughs> anyway, uh, what uh, I, I might as well jump into that story I was I was talking about with the uh, 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 destruction. People, oh, people, uh, while while we're on grip, people are saying on Facebook oh. here that uh, they hate to see the grip campaign go. <laughs> and Doug uh, says, where can he get one of those grip hats? Well, I don't I had think a, we ever manufactured them. No, no. I, see, at one time, back in the early days of this station, the company used to make things like that, made them available. Uh, then that slowly, I guess, management changes and the like, and, and things went on. And they did not do that anymore. So uh, they, uh, a friend made this for me. Somebody made this for me, a kind person. They had it done at only well, shops, you know, malls. Is that Vince? No, no, no this was somebody else. But, but any, well, Vince Ordini, yeah, he would have. Okay. Speaking of, <laughs> whatever happened to Vince Ordini, Vince was one of our good friends in the morning show. Every Thursday was Vince Ordini Donut, donut day. day. yeah. Now, I say whatever happened. I know what happened. He's doing very, very well. But I don't, it, he's not bringing donuts in anymore. No, no, he, that, that stopped a while back. Okay. But uh, getting to, yeah, here, here's the story. In uh, Brazil, they have a president whose name is Bolsonaro. Does that ring a bell? No. no okay, President Bolsonaro of Brazil. He is the person who said, I talked about this. He came out with this idea. People were complaining about that they were losing uh, the, the rainforests uh, in, in Brazil, which is so important. And he said, that's nothing. If people want to do something about saving the planet, the ecology, they should poop every other day. Remember that? Yes, all right. Yeah, uh, now, now, now it's coming back to me. Now, right? the thing is, yeah. we think our president says silly things. Finally, we got a guy who out-trumps Trump right. when it comes He's to telling uh, you, rather... Tell uh, you, hold it in for a day, right? <laughs> I, I have no idea. He didn't go into details. I don't know what you do. <laughs> but that's up to us. And if we don't do it, then... We are helping destroy the ecology. I don't, but here's what this. Here's what he's doing now. You've probably seen stories about this. The uh, the Amazon forests are on fire. There are something like uh, I mean, thousands of fires going now, burning up this. Why is this important? Now, the Amazon is home. I'm reading this again. This story home to three million species of plants and animals and some 400 billion trees in the Amazon. They absorb millions of tons of carbon dioxide every year. Crucial when you consider global warming and destruction. We need that destroyed, and they, do, they consume it. And they emit about 6% of the Earth's oxygen. The trees are, res uh, they respire moisture pulling fresh water from the ground and cycling it into the air, creating one of the atmospheric rivers of moisture that regulate rainfall across the entire planet, especially in the American Midwest. Hmm. So you're destroying an organ here, if you want, of, of the earth, of Gaia's, that is responsible for rain in our heartland, our agricultural hmm. land, yeah. 
It's sucking up carbon dioxide. So would you not think that you would want to preserve that? <laughs> and, and I think everybody knows that. I mean, you certainly have heard that before, how, how we get a large share of our oxygen worldwide. And the air worldwide is becoming so polluted we can use every bit we can get. Now, they are destroying that. And the reason is, and it's done with the assent of the government. At one time, you could get in trouble by doing that, starting fires. But by destroying that, they are, according to this president, this uh, Bolsonaro, the purpose of that, it's a good thing to destroy the rainforests in the Amazon because this will open up more land for soybean planting. <clears throat> and soybean is a major industry from Brazil, and a lot of people make a lot of money on it. Interesting. So we will destroy this, potentially <laughs> destroying life on Earth, or certainly our agricultural regions all over the world. I mean, look, you, you reduce oxygen and you have left in there the pollutants that are in the air so you're taking out something here that might balance that out now here's another bad thing you can't say well okay after the fire we know after after forest fires everything grows back and it's more lush no in this case uh the amazon uh the uh the uh, okay oh 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 the uh well in other words the land is not arable I had a piece here on that. The land is not arable for agriculture after the first crop because there's so little of the nutrients in that soil, which is very saline, I would imagine. Somehow they grow soybeans like mad. But once you get a season of that, that's gone. So the whole thing is gone. It doesn't come back for generations. And so now let me go to another story. This happened. This is in South America also. Now picture this. Chile. We don't hear a word about this. The uh, nation of Chile has declared a state of emergency because of drought stretching across the entire country. Skeletal cattle are collapsing and dying on ranches. Boats have been left abandoned in dried up marshes, or dried up marinas, I'm sorry. The region has been suffering from drought since 2010. Scientists say it will get worse. So here is Chile, it's, become, it's becoming desert desertized or desertified, whatever you want to call it. And this happens over years. Like the Sahara Desert at one time was very lush with vegetation, mm -hmm. as you know. And then it changed. Well, this is what's happening now in Chile. And you combine this. So my thought was, especially when it regards... So you can see the effects of this stuff yes. already, is my point. Now, my thought is that this president, by somehow promoting this policy, could end up with the deaths of more people on planet Earth than Hitler, Stalin, and Mao Zedong ever thought of. Wow. And you just wonder, every, people say, oh, I love my children, I love my grandchildren. This is what is, is going on right now. And all that, nothing, see, there's, there's all kind of a dancing going around in, uh, in Washington now about this new green uh, policies, but that's only for cutting back emissions in this country. Yes. So what do you do about that? I don't know. But I just thought, if you think that Donald Trump uh, is, does some things that are exceedingly curious, moves in mysterious ways, his wonders to, before, to perform, this Bolsonaro, I think, is going to outdo him. Mm -hmm. But I don't hear anybody protesting that. Yeah. Okay, I hope I made something of a case here. It's, it's just, uh, 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 it's criminal. Yeah. So you, were, you uh, mentioned in your notes this morning that you wanted to talk about, is talk radio the last uh, 
avenue for free speech. Yeah, the last bastion of free speech. I think we are we are in an historic industry right now. You notice already the uh, with the big internet carriers, the uh, uh, Yahoo, Google, Space, or Facebook, and the like, are eliminating. They're editing out any uh, commentary that is or material that is not right, in the the main trend of the progressive right they've got left, uh, they've got politically uh, correct whatever yeah focus words yeah that, uh, and, and so they're cut there so slowly any uh, opposition to or anything other than contrary to the progressive party line and the pc party line is being edited out of it so you're already having this cut down now obviously the new left, whatever you want to call this, you come up with your own name for it. It's very unfair to include everybody who is liberal or, or has left, which is fine, there's no problem with that. But this business of enforcing the very furthest extreme of it, they do not take kindly to any kind of opposition no. at all. Now, what happens when they get into power? Uh, let us say that they go to Washington in 2020. Now this is on. This is this is not uh, without uh, precedent. And I'll tell you about that in a moment. What will happen if one of the progressives wins? Now I don't know about if a moderate pops up on the Democratic side. It may be another story. And, and especially if they have a Congress, they can do this. They will appoint a Federal Communications Commission of people of like ideology. Hmm. They will. The Federal Communication Commission is going therefore to step down. Uh, are, are to, uh, to, to put down regulations that will Favorite. pretty much dampen what we're doing. In other words, just take for example, you probably will not be able, it'll be a fine, to criticize public officials. It's England, they're doing that already. And so I'm sure you're going to get to that. Now the precedent for cracking down is during the very beginning of the Obama administration, he appointed a Federal Communications Commission. One of the regulations or edicts that they came up with was that in any community with a licensed broadcast facility, any minority group could, could come to, uh, to uh, petition them to take over that operation, that station, hmm. if they felt that they were not broadcasting in the interest of that particular community. minority group. So that meant that any group could get... Now, you might say, well, in a utopian world, <laughs> That may make some sense. Practically, no, because of all the fraud. You know, people are going to be dying out there to come up with something to put major media off the air and take it over for their own right. propaganda or their own side. That died pretty quickly because I think that was even too extreme at the time. And I think a lot of stuff that uh, President Obama certainly moved toward the middle. Uh, and I think he ended up, after... Well, getting not slapped down, that's not the truth, but found out there's certain extent. He arrived from Chicago with a boat with a busload of, of known communists, or, or self-proclaimed. They thought, no, he's not going to impose that right away, but they thought they were going to make a progressive move more than we've made. And there was opposition to that, and much of it was through media, which at that right. time uh, was a little more objective than they are right now. And so he did appoint this bunch, then they backed off. I, I don't know. Uh, let, let me uh, let me answer something here. Doug says, 
You can solve the Amazon fire situation in Brazil if you airlift every politician in the world and drop them off in the Amazon jungles. Don't do that because I have a son who's working in the Amazon jungles. We I don't, don't want we him don't corrupted. Yeah. I do not want Christian corrupted. <laughs> yeah, my son, this is in Peru. So it's the other part, a deeper part of the jungle. Uh, Chris works for a company, and part of his job is to go down and take tours through the Amazon. They have a compound up in the jungles, and he takes tourist groups down there. And uh, it's amazing, the, uh, the business that they do. So, but I don't want politicians around there. No. Uh, Here's a good one. Melinda says, it's strange, only my conservative friends have any problem with the Facebook jail, being put into Facebook purgatory with, with because F, of their... F, see, I'm not familiar Facebook. with these because I don't use Facebook. Yeah, with F-book jail, anybody know why? Only Could be well, of coincidence. Co of course, yeah. only your conservative friends are going to have a problem with being banned from it. If, if, if you're left to run roughshod over the what, political spectrum, you're not going to be very upset about it. Mm. But you know, but, but the point is that this, this is already uh, in progress right now in that media. It has not happened in radio. Huh. Now, television Thanks would be so. another matter because television is largely in the hands of uh, conservative or, or liberal interests anyway. And uh, television is, is not... Oh, this would make the comment better than I could. The Weather Channel... Right. In polls, is regarded as the most credible, <laughs> truth-telling <laughs> network in television. Well, you, you, the only, the only one. Can't wait to see their ratings for the last week or so. People have been glued oh, to that station. That you know. Oh gosh, I'm doing stream of consciousness stuff. But I saw this uh, the other day. They had a reporter, and he's got his uh, slicker with a hood on it, and he's standing there, and you know, as if it's driving rain. He's got a little surf coming in. And he's moving like, like the wind is blowing him. He's trying to get back, and he's going through all this. And one of the camera shots, they showed behind him up on a pier, not too far away, this family. And here's the people in the like, resort, uh, resort wear shorts and T-shirts. And the kids are all waving and having fun. And he's <laughs> This guy's there. doing his he's thing, like, right? He's caught he's in the... doing like an Academy Award One time in, in one of these storms they did that, and I saw this. And <laughs> it was very funny. This guy, the reporter, had been going on for hours. I mean, back and forth, but he'd been there. And every time it was worse. And he actually was leaning sideways. He was saying, this wind is howling and howling. And, and he's doing this, this like, I'm about to be blown away, emergency. And you can see behind him this, this couple walking along a yeah. boardwalk, yes. strolling along. <laughs> so I would say even the most trusted vehicle for news may fudge a little bit sometimes. So I got a question. You've been in this... This uh, media business for decades. 60 uh, years. You've seen so many different uh, uh, configurations on how things have gone. When you first started, um, the broadcast laws have changed, the ownership laws have changed oh, yes, over the years. Oh, sure. How would you compare it back then well, from when the consolidation began back in the 80s and It 90s? was in the late 80s, I think, yeah. they deregulated. During yes. the Reagan administration, they deregulated. Yep. And they At really that time, a, bro a broadcast operation was licensed to uh, operate in the interest, convenience, and necessity of the public. Mm -hmm. There were mandatory things. You had to have mandatory religious programming. You didn't have to have a lot of it, but you had to have some. You had to have so many public service programs, local discussion programs. And uh, they stuck you to that, the Federal Communications Commission. And you had to present that. I, I did, uh, one time in Philadelphia, I did, I was actually working at another station. 
And uh, they call me from a, a talk station. The one I was working at was not talk. And they call me from a talk station says, are you interested in Sunday morning doing a, a show on religion, just having guests? And I said, well, why? And the people I work for said, yeah, go ahead. There's no, no conflict here. There's no problem. We were all friends. And it wouldn't conflict with anything you're doing here at our station. So I said, well, why, why me? And I said, well, you're the only person anybody can think of who ever read the Bible. <laughs> So I had fun with it, and it wasn't... You're qualified, extremely Yeah, I mean, qualified. this was more or less having had people in from yeah. all, you know, religious groups yeah. and, and did an interview show with him. Do you think... But it was different, entirely different, yeah. Do you think that individual ownership, which has gone away, mm -hmm. uh, the, the so-called mom-and-pop broadcasters, yeah. do you think the lack of mom-and-pop oh, yes. broadcasters have, yeah. uh, well, you know... Hurt, hurt the varying voices well, certainly. that we you all see, hear? You have corporate ownership of everything now. And I'm not trying to denigrate it. It's just the way the thing That's is happening. Gone, and, yes. and so a few companies own everything. Now, the number one item on their agenda is profit or paying off the, the, the debt from the leverage buy, you know, whatever they're into. It's money. Back in the old days, the mom and pa days, if you want, of individual ownership, although it wasn't necessarily that. Sometimes local businesses, local insurance company would usually have a radio station, yes. and the local newspaper would have a radio station. But the point is that they were trying to broadcast in the interest, convenience, and necessity, uh, necessity of the public. Right. They were playing, it was entirely different. And the emphasis, I mean, everybody had to make a living. Yeah, but, there, right but, but there wasn't this hysterical interest on it. Especially when you get into the uh, now the mixed media with the uh, the internet, mm -hmm. in which every time you turn around, as some commercial thing pops up, yeah. you would die in those days if you did that. Right. If you had, they used to have a limit of so many spots an hour, and uh, they could push it. I know when I was at WNEW in New York, the old WNEW, the original one, William B. Williams, yeah. Gene Clavin, and great everybody. Station. Yeah. yeah, I had the great good fortune of working there for what four years, and uh, we got uh, as a talent fee two dollars for every commercial that ran. Now we would love to jam them in there and be all commercial, <laughs> yeah, but two dollars at that time it added up. Now right. you know, you'd laugh at it. But uh, the thing is that they did have a limit, a definite firm limit, and this was before the, uh, the, the deregulation. Yeah. It was a very firm limit. Instead of having 60 commercials an hour, you could have like 30 or you know, whatever yeah. they decided they were going to do. But yeah, it's a different game. Well, everything changes. All games change. Yeah, There's nothing that doesn't change, and so you have to kind of... used to be that uh, the rule was that all uh, communities under uh, over 100,000 people had to have a licensed broadcast facility. And, all, and you could, all, only, all you could only have one television and one radio station. Right. You couldn't have multiple ownership in one city. Gone are the days where you're seeing coverage of these local council meetings or these board of ed meetings, which is what these local AM mm -hmm. uh, stations and these community stations used to do. I mean, you, you'd hear about your 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 local official yeah well you see but change people complain about change but it, it's it's inevitable you know, also you could say back in the old days you had polio and you had much more severe racial discrimination mm -hmm. and and illnesses there were diseases that were still rampant sure. so uh, you know the, the the old days were a mixed bag uh, I see Lou, our producer, is swinging his foot. Is this is this a signal? The studio. It, it, <laughs> restless. Uh, I think he's trying to kick us out of here. Yeah. Restless leg syndrome. I, I, you know, we're we're pretty much running out of time here, yeah, and I had a I had a laundry list of things. Oh, hit, let's hit one more thing. Okay, what would you like to hit? 
Um, uh, oh, I, okay. I had a few uh, politically correct things here, just just so you will know. Oh, I love this one. I, this business of wiping out gender distinction is fascinating. Oh, so, there, so this is where you check the the X on the uh, box, male, yeah. female, or See, X? See, I'm going through a period now, after years and years and years of railing and, and getting upset about this and, and ranting, to just say, okay, I'll just sit here and watch it, because obviously mm. after 30 years, I can't stop it. One, yeah. We had one victory. I thought of what it was, Bob. In, in 26 years, I was doing the morning show. That was the Red Light Scamera. Okay, yes. We failed grip didn't get anywhere. We didn't have uh, uh, the, uh, well, the left lane dick. Yes. I was trying to get people out to stop blocking the passing lane. and But they did have the red light scammers, and I think we were not alone, but we were instrumental in that because no, we, we beat hell out of that. We, we got a lot of pushback day. on that, yeah. absolutely. And I knew it was going because the person who was the lobbyist for the big group that had it here was a very good man whom I liked very much, and he was a friend. And he would Never tried to influence me at all when I was railing against his client, but he did let it know that you know this doesn't look too good. I think I think you're making an inroad here. Uh, let's see. Rich says, "Look at family-run WMCA when they want when they went talk. You had the great Barry Gray, then one side of the political spectrum with Bob Grant, the other with Alex Bennett." Oh, you know, man. I can't ima- get over God. the mount- the things that I was present at. I was yeah. there the day that Bob Grant, uh, WMCA in New York, when Bob Grant and Alex Bennett were there, and they were trying to see, almost flipped a coin, who's going to be the conservative and who's going to be the liberal. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Bob is an absolute legend. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was, that, that's my day. I was, yeah. I was there in that day. I... Uh, uh, so many. I, I mentioned last week about being in prison for a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things that go back over the yeah. years where you just happen to be standing around. <laughs> uh, not as an not as an inmate. Oh, 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 oh. Here we go. The uh, oh, uh, back to where I was. The uh, San Francisco Board of Supervisors has approved new personal first or person first language guidelines to refer to convicted felons. Now, this is any time officially that anybody in San Francisco refers to a convicted felon. You have now to call them justice-involved persons or, quote, returning residents. (laughs) Parolees will be known as, quote, people under supervision. And the official statement from the supervisor says, we don't want people to be forever labeled for the worst things that they may have done. Okay. So now what do we... What do we call them when they have to go back into jail? Are they returning residents there as well? Uh, you would call them yo-yo persons. <laughs> uh, I, well, it's easier than recidiv- recidivism, or right. <laughs> however you pronounce it. I had one more here, and uh, oh, for heaven's sakes, I got so much stuff piled up around it. Don't, don't go away. I will find it. It was a uh, oh, let me let me end on a really low note. Because yeah. it reminds me of a very famous joke the Smothers Brothers used to. Remember the Smothers oh, Brothers? Yeah. Tommy and Dick. All right. Remember they did this bit of Tommy and Dick, and they had this song. And it was in, I fell into a vat of chocolate. You may remember that. Some people might. Yeah, I fell into a, va- a vat of chocolate. Okay, this is a variation on that. This is the way I first heard it. An Oregon woman fell into a backyard septic tank and was trapped neck deep in raw sewage for three days. 
A paramedic who helped get her out say it was a scary situation. I'd imagine a stinky one. Well, the old joke went, somebody, here's a guy who was walking one night. He was sort of, you know, been in the bar, been to his local, and he's on the way home, and he's walking through a farmer's field, and he, somebody uh, on Halloween, some wags had tipped over the outhouse. And this guy fell down <laughs> in, in the hole. Stuff. And all of a sudden, he starts yelling, sugar, sugar. And somebody came and they got him out and they said, why were you, why were you yelling sugar? He said, well, who would have come if I'd yelled, you know, the, <laughs> the, the S word? <laughs> On that happy note, be, be, be well and prosper. We'll thank you, you Jim Gerhardt, Bob Williams, and thank you. I hope you invite us back next week. We enjoyed your company very much. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done